0: your heart and believe well, done for you. you set for life with the you for life.
1: Thanks for being with me again today. Today I have a very special guest with me. I have Rabbi Emeritus Ron Aronson. And I call him Rabbi Ron. How are you doing, Rabbi Ron? Thanks I'm for being very here.
0: well. Thank you. What a joy and honor to be with you today.
1: Well, I'm glad to have you. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. I've been wanting to have you on here for a while. We had a discussion at the coffee shop the other day and just got to talking. And I said, all we need is two mics, and this would make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Rabbi Ron is the founder of Israel Benevolence Fund, and I believe you can find them at
0: org.
1: I had that in my notes, but it was at the bottom, so thank you for that. If I can give a little bit of an intro of who you are, you're, I had asked you recently your last name, Aronson, that means son of Aaron, that's correct? Right. That's right. That means you were of that line, yes. uh, that priestly line.
0: That's, that's correct.
1: Help me to explain to people. Okay, friends, uh, th- those of you hearing, I want you to understand, son of Aaron, uh, uh, the priestly line of Levi. This man carries a lot of responsibility, and that's one reason why I had him uh, to come on here, because you really ought to listen to what this man has to say. He's trying to bless the people of Israel, and that is a pivotal thing, especially these days right now, with what's going on that you see in the news. This is real stuff, and I wanted to have you in here today, Rabbi Ron, because people need to understand, at least from my side of the fence, people need to understand the Jewishness of our faith. Of the Christian faith, and you and I were having a discussion. That you were talking to somebody, a Jewish man. Mm-hmm. You were talking to him about Jesus, Yeshua, and he he took it that you were trying to convert him into something like, uh, "How do I? What you want me to convert into Christianity?" D- did he feel as though he was losing his identity uh, in some kind of way?
0: Well, uh, let's back up to the original. The Aronsons, uh are uh noted as the priest but yet also the cohen of uh Israel cohen uh, futuristically that would be they would be the ones that would uh cast lots to become the high priest that once a year uh at yom kippur would go in and offer sacrifice for themselves and for the people so the cohen carries with it the ironic blessing in numbers where we say uh, Lord bless you, and keep you, make his face shine upon you uh, we We say this prayer is the oldest prayer, oldest blessing uh recorded in scripture, and it is a responsibility of the Kohen at the closing of Shabbat service or at different times or prayer uh, with a minion at the wall that 's ten uh, men that have been born metzvo, and we do our prayers and the the blessing. Uh, it's a public blessing uh, for the house of Israel. And at the end of it, it says, When you finish blessing them, you've put my name upon them. Mm. So we're putting the name of God upon those that we are blessing. And uh, if you note in uh, the scriptures, uh, we never had a, a, a land that belonged to us. We never had a, a we were, the Levites were. They didn't have an allotted amount of land as all the twelve tribes had. Right. from you know Asher, Dan, Zebulun, your inheritance so on. is the Lord. But my, yeah. exactly, our inheritance is God, and that's never changed. You see, when you come into the inheritance with God, it never, uh, it never goes away. Amen. Uh, so, and that could even go for a believer, unbeliever, so on. But uh, along with that responsibility, I just. Uh, fell in love uh, with my people. Even as a child, I love to be around my people. Uh, raised uh, during the World War II, I was born in 1941, making me 82 years old, um, and uh, remembering the uh, the family, remembering the community, remembering our ties together, uh, remembering uh, Shabbat and all the feasts and festivals, also remembering those uh, that escaped the Holocaust, those that came over and were in the neighborhood, both a family and a uh, uh, and, and so on. And I never forgot that. It, the, the, the seasons of the smell of the cinnamon rolls and the, the chicken on Friday and the rabbis koshering the chicken in the backyard. My sister used to believe, my oldest sister, that they were sacrificing in the backyard because they were killing chickens oh. and slinging the blood. But we literally realized that they were actually just koshering the meal. Wow. So, yeah. uh, and doing the blessing. But uh, I remember so many times listening and watching... the. The rabbis uh, read on the, the porch, and they would be reading the, the Mishnah, the Talmud, and doing morning prayers. And we as children, of course, uh, with little respect of that, which we would learn quickly, uh, is to be quiet during those times. But children can't be quiet running through the neighborhoods and right. playing and, <laughs> uh, you know, Roy Rogers and all of these riding the stick horses and just right, the, yeah. uh, enjoying growing up. So I grew up in a Jewish community. I want, you to, I want you to keep that word community. It's very, very, very important. Community, a Jewish community, many people live within a mile or less of the synagogue. Of course, that is according to the, the the distance we're allowed to travel, according to the Torah, according to uh, Deuteronomy and and uh, Leviticus, the laws. We could only travel so far. Some say a mile, whatever. But that's why you find that even in the tribes, the tribes they built their their, their camps. Uh, all 12 tribes built their camps uh, around the tabernacle as close to the tabernacle as was permitted in the desert and the one that uh, stood between them and the tabernacle was the tribe of levi and therefore they were representative to the people from god and the people to god and so that community essence kept itself uh even today uh, in Houston, there is Jewish communities. There is the Jewish community, um, a place where people go work out, gymnasium, so on, right across from uh, Beth Israel, uh, Beth Yashurin, community. Uh, whether they're Orthodox, Reform, Ultra-Orthodox, um, whatever it might be, their senses is a bit, a, a bit of community. They opened up a New synagogue in the Sugarland area years ago, people begin to migrate down that way, sell their homes in uh, Braisewood or wherever they were and move toward that synagogue, uh, because they need community. Community is there for uh, relationships, taking care of one another. Of course, my grandmother knew everybody's business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. You know, that's like the old party lines, if you remember. You know, everybody knew everybody's business. Because you you can hear and listen in. But also, we knew when somebody was ill. We knew when somebody needed something. We knew when somebody uh, was devastated. We knew uh, when families died. And and we knew how to to act toward one another and be there with with them. So, therefore, community is the essence of Jewish life and flavor. Uh, the feasts and festivals, uh, uh, throughout the scriptures recorded in Leviticus 23, and there's more. There's Hanukkah, uh, there's uh, Purim and different things like that that are added feasts. Uh, but, uh, the feasts and festivals, uh, were just a part of that community. You'd see the Hanukkah lights in the windows, you'd see them uh you'd see various things going on you'd see him wearing white to synagogue on yom kippur uh just different things it was just a community um a sign of that community and in israel uh every shabbat i could stand on the the balcony and no matter what city i was in uh, no matter where it was, and you'd see young men with their tallits on, their prayer shawls on, running to synagogue, getting there for Shakarit, getting there for the Shabbat prayers before Sabbath. And then families with children would be coming along behind them, going to the synagogue. And so it was all community, but community brings protection. Now, if we think about this in the body of Messiah, in the body of Jesus, the congregation, the kehilah, the mishboka family of God is about community. We try to get people to come out for services and di- uh, different things men 's groups women 's groups uh sisterhoods, brotherhoods, whatever that might be as a part of that community i, I want to I want you to keep hearing that word community, yes okay, and so when I'm trying to reach my people with the gospel,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm asking them, literally, to leave that community. Oh, wow! In respect, okay. Um, just recently, uh, I had the opportunity to uh, be a part of leading a man and his wife to the Lord. Jewish couple. And one thing he said: I'm seventy years old, and he said, "Have I believed what was wrong for seventy years? Oh, wow. How can I make my step? How can I make that transition?" You see, he was grown up. He was bar mitzvahed at the at the katel, at the Wall in Jerusalem. His wife wife is fluent in Hebrew. Their children was bought mitzvahed. Uh, became uh, daughters of Abraham, bar mitzvahs, sons of Abraham in the Torah. They had legitimately grown up in this community. And when I tell them about Yeshua, they're very interested because they feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. Most Jewish people that are honest, that read the Torah, read the scriptures, without even the New co- Covenant, will tell you, I feel like something's missing and i think that's it that desire that god places in every human being when we're created to know him right and to know him is to go beyond uh religion into relationship yes so this man which i won't speak their names but uh we talked and dialogued we communicated uh i was traveling to a uh a meeting in Dallas and how this all happened. There was a Christian policeman in Missouri City who had met them at an outing. And they said, We just want to have community. We're new in the area. We're looking for a community. And he said, Well, I'm from uh, Freedom Center Church, Missouri City, Greg uh, Crawford. And then he said, Well, I go to church there. I want to invite you to come. He said, well, I'm Jewish. And so— Did
1: he mean that as though, but I can't come? No,
0: he just said, I'm identifying myself. Listen, I'm not a Christian. I'm Jewish. Okay, okay. And so the officer said, well, I know Rabbi Aronson. He comes to our church and does Passover seders, and he comes and teaches us sometimes of the Jewishness of the faith and the feasts and festivals. And he says, really? A rabbi comes to your church? I have to meet him. Well, I was in Dallas at the uh, Takun Global uh, Ministry that weekend, and I drove all night, got home, because I got a telephone call from this officer saying they're going to come. They want to meet you. So I got home, and uh, through my work in Israel, I was gifted a Bible uh, by the nation of Israel for raising funds for the Israeli soldiers And there's a special trauma center uh, there that we were responsible for helping build uh, IBF and others. So we raised those funds, and so they gave me a Bible, and this Bible is Hebrew and English. It's an amazing Bible, leather-bound, handmade, with my name on it, and the seal of Israel on the inside as a gift from them.
1: Wow, that's nice. Well,
0: that morning— I was getting ready, kind of tired and sleepy, you know, uh, getting ready to go to Freedom Center. And I walked by on my table there in my home, and there was that Bible. It's like the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, spoke to me and said, get that Bible. And I opened it up to Isaiah 53. Oh, there you go. And so I was at the service, and I met this lady and this man. One from South Africa, one from China. They got together in South Africa anyway, married and so on Jewish. But uh uh the the neat thing is I opened up the Bible to Isaiah fifty-three and she began to read it. And tears were flowing down her face. She said, I've never read.
1: She's never seen it.
0: Never seen this. Isaiah fifty three. Who is this? Yeah. Who is this? And I said, It's the Messiah, Jesus. Yeshua, and she said, "Oh, we don't say his name." And I, and so her husband said, "Wow, well, they were doing baptisms at that church that Sunday." And he said, "Are you telling me I got to go up there and get in that 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 tub up there, and and uh-huh. and I'm gonna have to change my entire identity? Are, are you telling me I need to become a Christian?" Yeah, and I said, "No, you need to follow the Messiah." He said, well, everything I've learned is wrong. I said, no, the Torah is not wrong. The old covenant and the prophets are not wrong. They're meant for us and for all peoples everywhere. Wow. No matter who you are, Jew or Gentile, the scriptures are for all of us. All scriptures from Genesis through Revelation mm-hmm. are meant for all people everywhere to have a relationship with God. And so we begin to build a friendship. And we begin to talk, but the thing about how do I step over, I'm going to lose my community. They were afraid to even talk to their daughters who were bat mitzvahed, and they're full in Jewishness in Illinois and California. So
1: they feel like they're gonna lose their family, whole
0: life. Their whole family, oh, yeah. their whole life. Because when a when a Jewish person comes to know Jesus Yeshua as their Lord and Messiah, many times the families Pronounce them dead. Never oh. their names. Never to be mentioned again. Wow! And they turn their backs on them. And if you look at this ray, they've lost their community. Yeah. Now where 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 are they going to go to now get what the community? Yeah. Now now what are we going to do? Yeah. I've stepped over. I've betrayed my people. I've done this. Now what? Now now what? And so we begin to take our time. Some of our I introduced them to other Jewish believers in our synagogue that had just come to faith in the Messiah. One had just become a a believer in the last year, introduced him to Israelis who have become believers that are part of our synagogue at Congregation Beth Messiah in Houston. We have a multitude of of Jews from South Africa, from all over the world that have become believers in Jesus, following him and remaining Jews. This is the thing. What do they become? The church says, if you believe in Jesus, well, just put away the Torah, put away all that stuff. Take your tallit off. The feasts and festivals, those are all done away with. The law, you know, all of that was crucified, all of that was hung on the cross. You don't you don't have to walk that anymore. So then what does that mean? They lose their community, but yet they assimilate into something that is very strange. Right. And most of all, many times unbiblical. And so the Jewish community says, "Well, if you believe in Jesus, you're no longer a Jew." So that's affirmation from the Christian side and curse from the the, the Jewish side. So anyway, so they're getting
1: hit from both Gentile getting and hit Jews. From both,
0: yes. Wow. And so and family. Um, but the, the, the neat thing about it is, we celebrate all the feasts and festivals. Now, Ray, I want to say this to you as a pastor of Calvary. Uh, I know a lot of calvary pastors calvary churches i do I do teaching sometimes in some of the churches uh be it this weekend up in uh northern Louisiana in a church teaching on some of the Jewishness of the gospel uh you don 't you, you don 't forsake all of god 's word you don 't become a jew if you 're a non jew and you don 't become a Gentile with blonde hair and blue eyes if you 're Jewish. Yeah. So you remain who you are, and uh, we have, of course, we had Sukkot. We had all the high holy days. They were at all the high holy days. When they walked into Beth Messiah, they both began to weep. When they saw the Torah scroll come out, the reading and the parading of the scroll, everything was Jewish. Everything was Jewish. But the difference is— It's seasoned with the centrality of Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, and the Ruach, the Holy Spirit of God. And so that's the essence that's missing in my people's lives, in Jewish lives, is that born again that Jesus talked to Nicodemus about, that being born of heaven. Nicodemus didn't stop being Jew.
1: Paul right, never right.
0: stopped being a Jew. If you yeah. look at Romans, it said, "My heart's desire and prayer is for all Israel to be, to be saved. saved." Yeah, and then in Romans one, to the Jew first, and to and the then the nations. Gentile. Yeah. So Paul never forgot or forsook the Torah. Most of his writings were centered from the Torah. So the Torah, many people interpret the law. Uh, 613 commandments, which there are no such thing as 1613 commandments for one person, because some have to do with women, some have to do with children, some have to do with men, and so on. But uh, Jesus taught that no one's going to be able to keep these. They're just a guide for us on how to live as a community. Again, community. Well, we did all the high holy days, the sounding of the shofar. This couple was there. We went to camp out for Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles down around Wharton. And we were all camped out down there, Jews and Gentiles, camping out in tents and oh, nice. uh, everything. And so there was hundreds, and they came down that day, sat in one of the uh, the mobile uh, uh, campers, there with a Jewish man with the Torah hand the, the the Torah uh Genesis through uh Deuteronomy all underlined who the Messiah is. He's been studying this. He's only been born again for a little over a year. And he went through all of this <laughs> oh, wow. a businessman and he had this guy and his wife in their home for, for lunch on that that Shabbat. And uh later on uh after that they kept coming to the synagogue, coming to the synagogue. And one day they came to the synagogue office to Rabbi John and Jesse and said, we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and we want to follow him, but we don't know how. And they did a prayer with them. But then they also, uh, Beth Messiah, immerses, baptizes. So they gave him an application to be baptized. Well, at the end of this application, it says, we believe that Jesus is, Yeshua is, and we use Yeshua, uh, his Hebrew name, uh, Yeshua as the Messiah. And they said, we don't have a problem with that. But the next question was, we believe he rose from the grave. Okay. Yeah. And they struggled with that. Satan came against them yeah, and yeah. so doubt in their life. Right. and. And everything. So they called me and I took him through the Old Testament and I took him through many of the scriptures of the Old Testament and talks about the Messiah that will suffer, that will rise again. And one of the key ones was in Zechariah, it says, You will look upon him whom you've pierced. Baruch habav v'shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I said, They're gonna look upon him. He's coming again. He said Oh, I see it. Now now we see it. I see it. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life
1: is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at
0: Set for life You'll be on your way Any day you decide to start